If you are listening to this podcast, it means you're searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, and intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode. I have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as I have been there and I understand your unique intensities, sensitivities, and challenges. Welcome. Pre-plan for your vision. Hi friends, it's Diane here, and I want to talk about living your vision, living the life that is burning inside of you, your heart's desire, which could be different than your career or what you think your vision is or what someone else tells you your vision should be. I know that it's very stressful and even discouraging to try to go at our vision all by ourselves. But yet, if we say things to people, maybe who have an agenda for what they would like us to do, then it can get all cattywampus on us, right? And so I want to encourage all of us, myself included, right? And all of my clients, particularly, and the people yet to be my clients, that to pre-plan our vision and realize that we are here, we're born with this amazing heart's desire, this fire within us. And I think the greatest tragedy, especially for gifted people, is that that fire gets diminished. I mean, it never really goes out, but it gets hidden or diminished or avoided and shut down maybe. And I think that's the biggest crime of all. Because what I do believe is that everybody's unique calling, everybody's unique vision, everybody's unique essence is meant to be different pieces of the greater mosaic, like a big jigsaw puzzle. And if I don't play my role, if I don't live my vision, and if you don't live your vision, now suddenly we have pieces that are missing. And you know, you've done a jigsaw puzzle and there was one piece missing. I just did one recently with my friend and there was one piece missing and it was very annoying. And because where's that piece? Well, it's the same thing, I believe, in the world, that if you are shutting down your vision, you're not pre-planning for it, or you're playing small, or you're encouraging others to do that, then we end up with all these missing pieces. And so I want to encourage you today to pre-plan for your vision. I'm going to show, tell you some ways to do it and help you see what you're already doing, I guess, and also to remind you that you're not alone. And that's not always up to you. Now, oldest children and only children tend to have this idea that they have to do everything by themselves or they have to do it alone. Or, And that is not necessarily true, but it feels that way, right? It also could happen if you have a neurodivergence and people around you don't understand you or don't get you, which is why this podcast is called Someone Gets Me. Because we all need to have people in our lives and we yearn to have that love and connection and people who understand us. 
So if your neurodivergence, whether it's ADHD or dyslexia or being gifted or whatever it is, being an empath or an intensely sensitive, sensitive visionary, you want to be reminded, and I'm reminding you, you can remind yourself that you're not alone, that it's not all up to you by yourself to pull it off. Now, I remember back when I was a teenager, I thought it was all up to me. I, I was one of those people who... I wasn't highly understood and I didn't know. Uh, I have two new clients recently who that was one of the big things that came up in the very first meeting was that they had a heart's desire and they're doing really well in life and they're they're satisfied on the outside, but they still felt like they had to do everything alone, that it was all up to them. And I'm here to remind you that it you don't have to do it that way. You don't have to live like that where you're by yourself or you feel like you're doing everything alone. In fact, if you want to be a beneficial presence and your vision has to do with something that's of good works, right, of doing something that's beneficial for the earth or for humankind or all of it, then we realize very quickly that we're not meant to do all of those things alone. We are meant to be in concert and in relation with others whose vision, that burning heart's desire, aligns with ours. No two people have the same exactly because we're all built differently. And when we come together, there's a synergy that makes the power that we bring much greater than if we were doing things by ourselves. So it matters. It matters that we step back for a minute when we're struggling or when we're stressed out or when we're overwhelmed and we believe that it's all up to us. It's up to me to run the business. It's up to me to do this. You, I hear it every day from somebody where they it starts up in our head, right, that it has to be me and me alone. And that's not necessarily the case. And if you're in a situation where that has been created for you, by you and or others, then that's a place that I work with with people is let's get some multiple peer groups and let's get some support so that your heart's burning desire to be a beneficial presence actually can happen and you be satisfied and healthy and whole and not be burned out. So one of the things I think about is that joy is our natural state. And that as humans in our bio body suit, we are meant to bring our gifts and our talents and our, uh, might we say, dormant potential um, forward. We're, we're designed to always be expanding in unity and diversity and complexity. We're meant to always be growing and expanding our gifts and our talents and allowing what is within us to emerge and um, flourish. So there's no there's no coincidence here. It's meant to be that way. So it's 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 kind of like how I see the world today is so different than how I saw the world 20, 30, 40 years ago because we're always growing and expanding. You know, I have a lot of long-term clients and many of them don't think the same that they thought when I met them partly because of the work they've been doing on themselves and partly because of their own um, change and evolution and partly because as they have more and more epiphanies and more and more aha moments, 
there is a categorical shift in the way they do the world. So there's all kinds of things that come together in in a synchronicity when we allow ourselves to remember that our gifts and our talents and our potential lie within us already. Looking outside of yourself for the solution or the answer is looking in the wrong place. It's like you lost your car keys, you're out looking for them in the front yard, but really they're in the freezer next to the peas. So be aware that when we're looking outside of ourselves, we often are missing the mark. We're looking in the wrong place. Now, as a mentor, and people seek me out and they want to learn things, I see myself as kind of like jumper cables, uh, where if I can shine the light, give a little power to what's already within somebody, then they can take it from there. And then my my job, my purpose, my role is continuously shining that light, adding that extra energy, bringing that support so that the person that I'm talking to has the safety and the security of being heard and then can bring forward what is most amazing in their own own heart, in their own soul, and bring that vision forward. So it's much different than coaching this mentoring that I do because of the fact that it's very deep and it's pervasive. It covers all areas of life. So you want to imagine that you're kind of like always walking on a perpetual red carpet, that the universe is supporting you and wanting you to walk in authority and sovereignty toward your vision, allowing it to emerge more and more fully even and including what you think is a setback, even and including things that seem like they're, they don't match like betrayals maybe, or traumas or, or just the stuff that happens in life where we think, well, that's not part of the vision. Having um, that business partner betray me or having that friend just drop off the face of the earth or whatever. Well, maybe, maybe when we look back, we see that if we were settling for something that was lower than or out of alignment, I guess is a better way to say it, than what our vision is, then maybe it was an intervention. Maybe it was one of those things where it's like, wow, if I didn't see that, if I didn't learn that about betrayal or whatever the issue was, if I didn't learn that, would I have continued to tolerate something that was divergent from my vision? Would I have stayed in a place that wasn't totally in alignment? And a lot of humans do it. A lot of people do it. Most people who call me to work with me are in that place. There's a part of them that knows they're not fully in their sovereignty, but yet they're not really sure how to get to their sovereignty because they've, they went off course. And it's not necessarily wrong. It doesn't feel right, though. It's not an alignment. Like, hold on a second here. There's more to life. So even things that look like a setback, in my mind, show us where we can make a greater comeback in in that kind of limited vocabulary type of way. Words seem very pedestrian with this kind of stuff. So how do we do it? We begin to realize 
that lying within us, within all of us, just like our genes, you know, um, there are dormant, amazing gifts and talents. There are things within us that have not yet been activated as far as the expression of them. And there are things that have been activated that are growing and growing. And there's things that come together. I remember um, when I first started doing public speaking, because I'm 100% introverted, and public speaking used to be something that scared me. And then I started doing it. And and then I realized that I have a real gift for something that I used to be afraid of. So that was a dormant gift and talent. And then once I said yes and started doing those things, and I allowed that talent of public speaking to emerge, I could see how it fits into my vision, how it how it can grow and evolve. It was all about saying yes. And some people never, ever activate some of their inner gifts and talents. And the cool thing is there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like, oh, we have to get them all activated and have to do it all right away. Like some of you are thinking, oh my gosh, I have to have it done by lunch. No, you don't. In fact, you never have to. That's the fun of it, I think, is that we have permission within ourselves and in the greater world to follow what our heart and our mind, our soul wants us to do to follow that. Now, when you come from a place of, of authentic love and of care, compassion, your expression of your inner talents and gifts will look very different than if you're somebody who is um, seeking power or seeking attention or trying to take advantage of others and all in the name of helping. You know, I have, I have some people that, that I've run into in the world that say, oh, I want to help people and the way they say it is, I want to make money and then I'll help people. Well, sometimes if they have, if a person has their priorities backwards, it might come off a little funny. It doesn't mean they don't want to help people. And it doesn't mean it's bad to make money. It means pay attention to is the way you say something aligned with what you truly believe in your heart of hearts. You have abilities, you have gifts, you have things trying to emerge through you that you can't really know cognitively yet what they are, but you can feel them. Those are those heart's desires. Those are those things that kind of wake you up at night. Like, how am I going to do this? Or I want to do, I want to help people in this way, but how do I do that? You know, um, there's lots of things going on in our world. And a lot of us who are empathic are called to serve in some way. And all of us have the permission to say yes to that. And then we do that, whatever that is. And no two people are going to serve in the same way. So it's about getting clearer within yourself. Some people are more activists. Some people are more legislator types, right? Some people do a lot of prayer work and a lot of meditation work. And some people quietly serve others without telling everyone what they're doing. There's nothing wrong with any of it. It's pay attention to the question, is what I'm doing aligned with that heart's desire, that inner vision? That's how we pre-plan to live our vision, is we check in with ourselves. We check in with who we are, what our own heart says, because that inner, I, I kind of imagine it like a, um, 
treasure chest, right? That inner treasure chest within you has all kinds of neat things. You haven't gone through it all yet. And there's more. There's always more. I remember I was going through a hard time uh, years ago, and I just kept getting this message intuitively. There's always more. There's more where that came from. There's more where that came from. And I really, I kept hearing it over and over, and I understood it on one level. But then as time unfolded, I started understanding it on more and more profound, deeper levels. And you'll have those same experiences if you're open, right? You'll get a message like that and it'll keep coming back. And then you'll start seeing it from different vantage points in different ways. And that's the beauty of pre-planning your vision. Because then you realize that if your job is to open the treasure chest and allow these things to emerge, your talents and your abilities, you end up with more confidence and more competence But also what happens is that whole discouraging, stressful, striving, straining, worrying, pushing, difficulty begins to melt away. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have hard days. It doesn't mean things aren't difficult at times. But it's that inner striving, you know what I'm talking about, that part of us that's that's pushing and pushing from the inside that exhausts us and creates burnout. That will start melting away as we realize that our responsibility, our job, I think is actually kind of fun. It's like being an archaeologist going on a dig or digging in a treasure chest for all these amazing things and then saying, hmm, how do I want to bring that forward? How do I want to do this? What cool way can I bring this gift out? Now you notice curiosity is key. Open-mindedness is key. Realizing that you have treasures and you have gifts and talents in there that you haven't even explored yet. We all have. I think that is so much fun. And so so along the way, we rectify the energetic distractions, I call them, you know, the the betrayals, the traumas, the stuff we mess up, because we mess up a lot of stuff. People, a lot of people either try to act like they never make a mistake, but we all make mistakes all the time. And that's okay when we learn from them and we begin to realize that our responsibility is to rectify what's happened. If you make a mistake, then your sovereignty, your groundedness, your vulnerability, and all of those things get a little bit shaky. So how are you going to clear it up? How are you going to clear up these things? And we all have those times where we get to, to look at things. But I think that that's a powerful time. Or like in my work, sometimes I will point out something to someone that I can see, but it was in their blind spot. They couldn't see it. And so maybe it didn't feel really great right away, or they didn't want to hear it right away. And because they were open and willing, and we have a good relationship, they were able to shine the light on something that was energetically getting in their way. And now it's not because they rectified that energy. It's, it's really quite profound. And so walking into our vision, it's following that inner burning heart's desire. It's saying yes, even when you don't know what it's going to look like. And especially when you don't know what it's going to look like. It means 
being okay with and seeking the way to say, how am I leaving my mark in the world? Thinking seven generations ahead. How are you leaving your mark on humanity? Um, How are you making our world a better place? Because being a beneficial presence is part of the vision, a part of everyone's vision. So if it's not something that is beneficial, that's going on in your vision, it's not your vision. It's an ego construct. So think about it. If you come from a place of anger or judgment or hatred, if you come from a place of putting others down or being negative or hostile, those are not visions from our pre-planned inner heart's desire. Those are cognitive, I call them wraparounds, that find a distortion in order to save the ego that's not your amigo. And so when the ego that's not your amigo is running rampant with self-will, you might even believe that something that is harmful can be your vision. And that's not a vision. That's an intellectual bypass of what you know your soul wants you to do and what your heart is saying to do. So you want to open up these inner gifts and these inner talents, kind of like open presents, open them up, get in that treasure chest and go see what's in there. And remember that you're not alone and other people get to shine their light too. And so when you're around other people who are opening their treasures and you're opening your treasures, then everyone gets to see the beauty. Think about birthday parties or or holidays where there are gifts being exchanged of any kind. Think about having great meals together and people are consuming yummy food and enjoying the, the conversation and the connection. In all of those moments, gifts are being opened in tangible, real ways, emotional gifts, spiritual gifts, whatever they are, right? That's the goal is to continue to allow what's within us to keep emerging. That's why I love my work so much. One of the reasons, because I get to walk with people in a beautiful way as they allow their gifts to emerge more and more and more. And as they do that, then the world becomes a better place. And so it's my honor and it's my privilege to engage with people. So my work is, you know, I tell people in the beginning, it's not transactional, it's relational. And and so I only work with people that I really believe that bringing a relationship together of one of focusing on the pre-plan of their vision will really serve that person. And, And it works. And it's beautiful. Your part is to respond to your heart's fire, that inner drive without excuses. That's your part. Your part is to respond. Now, the transcendental precepts are to be open, receptive, responsive, and obedient to our heart's desire, to what our soul knows we are supposed to be doing. And there's lots of interpretations of it. So one of the things that I assign people is come up with two words, really meditate or journal or draw or write a song about it. Two words that could um, have like overarching umbrellas, if you will, to what your vision is. For me, my two words are 
um, education and inspiration. And so I run that through everything is what I'm about to do, offer some kind of educational component. And is there some kind of inspiration in it, some kind of helping people open their gifts? So my part is to respond to that, to say yes to those things, to allow myself to be in that place and listening to my heart's desire without making excuses for it. Even if, and especially if, what I'm feeling or being invited to do is something different than I thought it was going to be. Because most often what your brain thinks of how things are going to look and how things end up looking are totally different. In fact, anybody who knows me has heard me say, if you think right now today what you think your vision is is exactly how it's going to look, I know for sure that's wrong because you're going to grow and change and evolve. It's who you become on the way. It's who you are in a vulnerable, authentic, full of integrity state as you stand in your sovereignty saying yes to your heart's desire. That is where your authentic power is. That's where you leave your mark on the world. That's where your ultimate success, satisfaction, and happiness lie. Standing in that vision, letting your heart's desire be fully alive. Others um, can't see it all the time until it starts showing up. And sometimes they can't. So it's up to you to do the inner work. It's up to you to open the gifts. It's up to you to open the treasure chest. It's up to you to do that. Just like it's up to me to do it for me, it's up to each one of us to say, hmm, I have unique characteristics. No two of us are the same. So every nuance about you your giftedness or your overexcitabilities or any of your neurodivergence or being a generalist or a strategist or a specialist, all of those things make up your unique, amazing you. And those are part of your inherent gifts and talents and potential. Those things are part of the pre-planning of your vision. As you say yes, things become more and more clear about how you want to bring that vision into the world. See, as you change and you're in different seasons of your life, the way you express your vision will change. It won't always be the same. It's not meant to be because we're always expanding. You might, if one of your um, big parts of your vision is education, you could be a teacher, or you could be a professor, or you could be a coach, or you could be a public speaker, or you could do all of those things. And then you're going to have very different audiences. So that vision is the same. The way it looks might be quite different at different times of your life. So when we act from the inside out, that's called an inner locus of control, then we stand in our authority. Then we have power then we're able to make our mark and leave our mark on the world with compassion and love and focus. So pre-planning for your vision is very important to realize you have everything you need. You're fully equipped. There's nothing outside of you. Anyone in your circle, loved ones, coaches, mentors, therapists, doctors, anybody outside of you, 
who is in your life supporting you or showing you the way or giving you information is very valuable. And you're still the one that has to open the gift. You're still the one that has to rectify all the distraction, things like guilt and worry and upset. So it's not a road um, that's easy. It's not a road um, for people who want to hang out and skate. It's a road for people who really, really want to leave a mark on the world that is a beneficial presence. And I'm sure that's you. You wouldn't be listening to me. (laughs) I'm sure that's you. So I hope this podcast has helped you today and inspired you. Go out there, draw, write, meditate, go within, listen to your heart and start following your heart's fire. And as always, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to have a conversation about any of this or if you have any questions, because I am happy to be here for you. All my contact information is in the show notes. So remember, folks, to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a purpose. Go out there, pre-plan your vision. Go after your vision with authority because you have a right to be here. You are meant to bring your beautiful gifts forward. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today. Someone gets me.